0: Welcome back. This is part two of our podcast with Tyler King. We're about to get a little bit more serious. We're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk about discipline, cancel culture, screen time with kids, all things parenting. Welcome back to Talking BS. Brandon brought us the last of our our little sarcastic questions here. That wasn't too bad I didn't want it to be a firing squad and everybody was very uh, respectful We have some other questions for some other people, but they were actually uh, important to the topic So we're gonna ask them throughout this little section. So Corey, do you want to like segue for us into the actual topic of the
1: day?
2: Yeah, so obviously, you know, we kind of kicked it off and then went way astray for way too long that's what we but do it,
1: it's me it, it was gonna
2: fun <laughs> adhd pod already here we go yeah, hit, hit. Uh, Part two. but now we're going to get into the talking bs side of things and the talking bs side of things do like to tackle topics so our topic as requested by our guest tonight uh, was parenthood and fatherhood really more so for us with three dudes and a seven pound wilder so we'll we'll kind of go into because uh, I definitely want to hit on why dogs don't make you a parent. But I, uh, oh,
1: oh, me too. I'm oh, not yeah. kidding. It was I already, got
2: I got some feels on that. I got some feels on that. And Mr. Wilder Instagram holder handle whatever you want to say over there. Get out of here.
0: Um, I love you. I've been dormant, but get out of here. I've been dormant. Listen,
2: you're a godparent. Does that? I mean, that counts a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Cast a little bit a little bit. Um, so yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get into the parenting stuff uh, and kind of have a little bit more of a serious conversation that I'm sure will even though the seriousness of the topic will lead into some funnier stories, uh, that's kind of where we want to go with it. So we do have a couple questions uh, from the from the crowd as it were uh, that we'll kind of get rolling into and I'll, I guess I'll I'll start it off um, and just hit on the first couple here. So uh, John sent won. one. John is it is it lemon lemon
0: <laughs> Lemond. Is it fancy? <laughs> what is up, it John, fancy? How do I say this it's last day? John Lamond.
2: Oh, he, oh you fancy, huh? he is fancy. All right. So what he wants to know and what he has asked and kind of brought in is is what do you wish you would have known about being a dad before you had any kids? Solid, solid start. Solid start. What you got, T.
1: For sure, and I think you'll agree with this. Um Actually, let's just go ahead and bring up the dog stuff. There's a different... Like, I'm a huge dog person. There's a different... You'll you'll understand this. (laughs) There's a different type of love, and I just didn't understand, like... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, when I saw my... So, real quick, I'm not only a... I hate the term stepdad because I don't view myself as that. But, yeah, give us the background. But I am a a stepdad, and I have a, you know, almost a year-old daughter as well that's, you know, biological... I feel the same for both. Um, but, you know, when I saw my daughter get born, I mean, no shame, tears automatically, you know? I mean, when you read, when I read to Jack at night, we have our little conversations and it's just, I don't know. I think it's just, there's a different type of love. It There's romantic love and then there's love for your kids. And it is the same, but it's different. And And that I did not expect to feel like, I mean, when I'm at work now, all I'm thinking about is like, oh, what, you know, how's Jack at school? You know, what's Elle doing? It's just, I, I think it would be that.
0: So, so that's what you wish you'd have
1: known what was the difference? I, I, yeah, because. You didn't expect that? I didn't expect that. Like. I, that's I, a, I can, I can, I can concur. No, like I knew I was, everybody, cause everybody talks about it. They're like, oh, you don't understand until you have a kid. But me being me, I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. But no, then it happens and you're like, oh shit, you know. You, no, don't know, you don't know what you us. don't know.
0: That, that is one of my favorite sayings. And this is one of those where it's like, until you, until you feel that feeling, you don't know what that feeling is like.
1: And, and John actually told me, we talked one time, he said, when your daughter is born, you're, <laughs> you don't understand until you are there when it happens. And damn it, he was right. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he was right. Like, I mean, it's crazy. No,
2: it's a different, it's a different feeling. Corey, same, uh, I, I same question I,
1: to you. Yeah. What would
2: you, well, I what think do you wish you'd have
0: done?
1: Yeah.
2: I've said this on previous ones, and it's more so for the advice side. Like, don't give advice. Like, just don't. Like, every single kid is completely and totally different. And we had, like, leading up to Jonah being born, like 80 people oh, yeah, you got to do this. You got to do sleep training. You got to do it all natural. You got to do no drugs on birth. You got to breastfeed for seven years. You know, all this crazy stuff that had nothing to do with anything. And with every kid, you've got to be flexible. That's what I wish I would have known is that you have the flexibility that is required to be a parent. Like, because you have to be flexible. You have to – there's – what's best for your your first kid is going to be completely different than what's best for your second kid. Some of it might transition, and that's great because you at least know how to do that. But you've got to be – like, that's the only – that might – I'll say I just hated advice. The only advice that I will ever give <laughs> for a parent is Hypocrite. be flexible and do what's best for your kid and ignore all the haters. That is Normal. so true. Look 100%. Normal. You
1: like, you're saying that, and I'm like, yeah, th- that as well. Because, I mean, even, I unfortunately didn't get to be with Jack when he was, a you know, my daughter's age. But... My wife has even said, like, as babies, they're like completely different. You know, she's like, Jack was pretty, you know, calm as a baby, where my daughter is like, like me, <laughs> you know, crazy all over the place. So, yeah, no, 100%. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, I can't stand that, honestly, when it's like, well, with my I kid, I do it's this, it's cutter. like, or if you're like, you know, somebody says something like, oh, I know what it's like. I love my dog, you know, it's not the same. bro. <laughs> <laughs> So what Listen, do I, you what do I, take so, your dog
2: out three times a day? So what do I, I get way more diapers than that? Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. calm
0: what do, down. What do I wish that I'd have known before I got wilder? Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm not answering that. This is a serious podcast for serious people. Get your we come can, on, <laughs> get it together, boys. We can give Van advice later. That's fine, Corey. What's the next yeah. question we got?
2: Well, we got we got we got two two twenty two coming up before you know. Yes, it. sir. Mm-hmm. Uh so, all right, so uh Cody B. My brother Cody yeah. Cody my, B my, my, in. my little bro wrote in. He wrote he's got a few questions here. He was he's his, more serious. His were
0: very thought provoking. This does not shock me. Very listen. good. Very thought provoking. He, he's
2: serious. He's a, he's oh, a serious I
1: dude. You and him are like I like I like, so I like my little serious. farmer.
2: I like my little farmer, bro. Uh all right, so his his first question, and he has uh four or five or so that we'll get to throughout this, but his first question. Uh, what do you think is the role of a parent?
1: Esoterically.
2: Riddle me that, Batman.
1: I think it's to just, I mean, simply is like love and protect your kid. And Boom. I think, I mean, no matter what they decide to do, I, th- I think that's definitely something that I've, you know, had to understand is like don't try to make your kid something that you wanted to be. For instance, basketball or something, you know, like. Jack might like to play chess and be a chess champion. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, I, th- I think that I, I, I like that answer a lot. I think your job as a parent is to try not to force your kid into one avenue and just love them with whatever they do with. And that also includes I'm not trying to get political on here, but no matter who they love, or what they love or anything like that, it doesn't matter, you know.
2: Trust me. I don't shy away from the political. Deep, I, know but- I know you don't. I know you don't. I don't want to bore let people because
1: I know me and you could have some conversations, but
2: <laughs> let me, let me twist that question. Okay. Do you, so what do you think of the role as a parent, which I think you answered very eloquently and I, and I do appreciate that answer. What do you think is the role of a parent in regards of, should you be more of a, a parent or a friend?
1: Okay, so this one is tough for me, and Van's probably going to know my answer because m- me and my dad are best friends.
0: Great point. Yeah. Um, I, f- I didn't think about that till you just yes, said Yes.
1: That. Um, when I tell you that, which I love everybody here, but, like, if you tell me, like, hey, you're going to go to this music festival, and you can either go with your dad or your best friend, like, like I said, I love all y'all, but I'm going to go with my dad. Like, my dad, like, if you knew some of the stories, I mean we do like what friends do and that's the way he has been with me. And that's, you know, part of that's because of the way he grew up and, you know, we won't get into that, but he's, you know, he went through stuff and so he didn't want that for me. And I mean, so that's, that's a tough question. Um, I think there's a middle ground that you kind of have to find, but, uh, it's really hard. Cause I think they need a friend too. I, I just think, that's that's a tough question man to be so, honest
0: so i don't have any bearing on this whatsoever other than you both have younger children yes right you're a step-parent to a six-year-old seven six six he's six jonah's six seven six so i
2: mean you're his godfather you're you basing
0: you're, yeah, what the hell man? you guys are both basing your thoughts and answers off of probably your relationship with your parents And yes, you have a friendship with them, but they're very young. So I don't know if you'll know the full depth of that answer until they're our age. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a fair point. And I do think it changes over time too. I'm, I'm just basing this off of my relationship with my parents. When I was growing up, it was very parent only. And I do think there was a time when I got older where it did rotate to more of a friendship. I call my dad probably more than normal people should. (laughs) I probably call my dad once every other day or once a day. And it's, I don't know when that started. I can't, I can't remember. It was not a conscious like, oh, let's call dad. It it just kind of started. And then now it definitely is more of a friendship. But I I remember looking back, I mean, there were angsty times, teenage years where the relationship was strained and it was, he was being a hard, hard hard-nosed parent, perfect chime time, but, you know, being a very hard-nosed parent. and, And I actually, you know, it worked out for me. I don't know if to your to your point about treating every kid individual individually it worked out for me. I don't know if that style would have worked out for other kids. You know what I'm saying? Other kids would crumble. For me it worked out.
2: No, I think I think I think you're you're dead on, right? I think that it does evolve, right? It evolves with the age, it evolves with the situation, it evolves it's a relationship, right? It evolves just like any relationship that you're ever in. To the point that I think it's situational. And you know what I think applies to a situation? Don't you dare. The sliding scale. I swear scale. to God, don't That's you sorry.
1: dare. <laughs> no, no. Bear oh, friendship, baby. Time I got out. it in. If the sliding scale has ever become into play with anything, it is what is no. what Corey is talking about. No, I'm telling you... He, it is the sliding scale. I don't want, I don't know why I have shame about this because it should
0: be pride. I've I've introduced it should be and we use it all no. the time. You
2: said it twice and then I just
1: I was like, oh, it's every episode now. now. Everyone running. I can get it in, I'm we're making it happen. We're just running with it, but Corey, this is I'm you, it's it perfect. Like it, you're so I think right. It is. It's crazy. Like I think it is, especially ah oh God, because you know we were all raised a certain way. Let it go. We're all raised a certain way and. Sometimes it is hard because you're like, oh, well, I was into this. And so you want your kid to be into that. But they may not. And you got to kind of accept that. Like, okay, it's okay that they're not. And it is a sliding scale. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough.
0: tough. Because, I mean, my only perspective is going to be what I've experienced as a son and then also what I would hope for as as a perspective parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are things that I like. There are things that I believe in. I would really love to impart a lot of these things on my kids. And the, I feel like the age old question is like, if you try to tell them all of the mistakes that you made, it doesn't make sense until they make those mistakes for themselves. So it's like, how do you, how do you balance that? You try to coach and guide and parents, but they do have to live themselves. So it's hard
1: yet.
2: Yeah. I, I, no, I think that, I think that transitions perfectly into the next kind of question that we had from Cody and Josh and uh, they asked the exact same thing when they sent it in. It goes, what are some of the things that your parents did while raising you that you're going to repeat when raising your own children? So, so Tyler, what are, what are kind of some of your thoughts there?
1: Okay, definitely by far my number one thing is loyalty and just loving people to the nth degree. That is something I want to – there's different levels of love, and my family's – I mean
0: – Anybody that's ever met Tyler knows his saying. e l e ELE Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Everybody love
1: everybody. Literally everybody love everybody. I, I, I want that instilled in them is for sure. My other thing would be I don't like I said, I keep going back to it. I don't care what my kids are passionate in, but I want them for, just from my parents, they have were passionate about things. I don't care what it is, I don't care if it's video games, I don't care if it's X, Y, and Z. Just be passionate with something like
2: no dude I,
1: like listen i mean you need an outlet other for you need an outlet for yourself because not everybody else is always going to give that to you so have something that you can cling to you know no matter what it is so i, I, I think, think that's those would be my two yeah. things that i would definitely want to instill while i'm going to i
2: like it in them i like it i think that's quality you got think more basic yeah i'll give you a more basic very you know linear thing so one of the things that my dad did, uh, he used to drop us, me and my brother off at school every morning, right? And he would ask us a question at the end of, like, what, you know, he, I love you, you guys have a great day, all that, right? You know? But there was a question that he always asked right before we got out of the car. Like, literally, it's the last thing that we said after, after I love you, and I'll, you know, whatever. Hey, boys, y'all going to be leaders or followers today, right? Hey, we had to, we're gonna be leaders. We're gonna be leaders today. And I listen, I it's kindergarten. We're six years old right now. I'm dropping Jonah off, and I ask that question right before he gets out of the car, every single day. It's kind of weird right now because right after the teachers ask him, Hey, have you got any COVID systems? And then they let him out, you know. But you get the point. Yes, that, I'll, I'll take that plus plus what you said. It's a it's a it's a plus. It's an add on, dude. That so, is awesome. Uh, yeah. By the
1: way, like yeah. I leaders are
0: followers. If I way. told
1: Jack that, he would probably look at me and be like, "Dad, what the hell are you talking about?" But I love it. Like Least that a good is conversation. That is, I think, awesome.
0: My dad had a lot of leadership conversations with me. I do remember that as well. They were very sports based, but they translated into life very very well. That's why sports are so important. I, I think we don't have any questions about this, but I do think that, and maybe it's not physical sports. Again, this is the sliding scale deal, but like there needs to be some sort of competitive installation of competition. I
2: do. Hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me, let me stop. So is it, is it competition or is it team building?
0: Both. Ooh, I think it's probably team building. Yeah. It's, it's both though. It's probably both. I mean, just because the the world is, is a hard place. And once you get out of the bubble of your parents and your little community that you grow up in as a child, the world doesn't give out participation trophies. And, you know, it, it's just there needs to be, you need to learn how to lose. And Corey, I love you to death, but playing basketball at Randolph, you learned very, very well. When you've got a seven-foot person dunking on you and just, Plastering, putting you on.
1: A I ducked on
2: him once. Okay. I ducked on him once.
0: Sure.
1: He got
2: me fourteen other times, but I'm I not. got
1: him once. <laughs> were, were y'all bad? Oh, we sucked. We weren't good. Oh,
2: <laughs> that's oh. why I left. That Tyler, was Tyler. That this is why I, I won reasons. two
0: soccer state championships. It's because basco- basketball <laughs> and he was good
1: And baseball and football. Was, so, was Corey, not there. did you average like twenty a game, but lose every game?
2: <laughs> it was like it was about fifty-three. I don't know. I didn't keep up with it. <laughs> Uh, no, man. I was, Hey, no, no, no. For real. Like let's, let's have a real conversation about the basketball team at Randolph. Okay. It sucked. It was bad. I, I did pretty well. We had a good Uh, coach
0: come in coach Bradshaw. We've talked about him and Andy Bradshaw. I love that man. I still think we're on friends on Facebook. I need to reach out to him, but I do remember him coming in and just, he was the Nick Saban of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like he came in he, he said, he had principles and he had things that he said. It was very much like that. It was very much what I hear out of the Nick Saban camp of, of like just structured, you know, values and core, core thoughts. And then we ran him out of town because certain parents didn't like him. So that's on them too,
2: but they were on the board. So they yeah, we're going yeah, we yeah, to leave that alone, but dude, I can, I but
0: can it was just silly bad. because we had, we had a leader of men. We had literally a, a great guy, I was not good at basketball. I was just athletic. We were turning the corner. Though. We had turned like, the corner. We were... I know. We're talking about a guy, Tyler, listen to me. This is a kid. I play soccer. I played baseball. I was athletic. I was better with my feet than I was with my hands. But I'll tell you this much. When I started, I was, I was scoring like two to four a game. That's where I'm at. I'm living my life at like 3.5 average points per game. That's where I'm at. He's and, got trash. He's got trash points. And, oh, trash points for sure. But, listen, I was fast, and I was smart, and I could figure it out. So I got good at defense finally, and then he taught me some fundamentals, how to dribble, shocker, and how to shoot, shocker. I scored, like, what, was it 18? Was that my high? 18. Which, 18, baby. For, for high school, shut the hell up. I know you're I, you're going to clap back, but but it was really, really – t- think about 3.5 points a game to 18, that's a pretty big improvement.
1: So my my question is because Van, this is how I picture. Were you the kid in high school that, like, were super athletic, but then you go play basketball and like, you may not score a lot of points, but you're just laying dudes out like fish out of water. Just like no, that's just, a fact. Like, no, a like, fact. like, like hey, i I might only play ten minutes a game, but by God, I'm getting five fouls and I'm gonna make them count. <laughs> I, and
2: that's pretty true. <laughs> I don't know if it was no, like that. Don't you start. Okay. That is exactly how it was. I, I mean, was I was, exactly it was like a football kid that
1: comes and plays. He's like, yeah. hey, I, I'm coming late to summer basketball, but I'm going to lay some dudes out. <laughs> so,
2: Van, Van, listen, oh no, we're going down this road now. Oh so, Van made varsity his sophomore year. All right. Uh, I, was, uh, I was one of the starters, Van. You know, no, no shame. I had, we were, I had other well, we priorities. We had other priorities. We had seniors. It was seniors and me. Like, that was it. That was the team our sophomore year. That was like Van me and soccer. Th- Same deal. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, and so he came off his 18-point game, though, out in, out in, uh, fuck, where was it? Oh, it was what like up Hope. where
0: Swanee was. What was that? What was that? Yeah. Uh, the high school up near.
2: D.A.R. Near it wasn't Ch- a D.A.R. It was near Chattanooga.
0: It was a all, ba- all oh, boys school. Who was it?
2: I can't remember. But great game. Great game. But here's how it went. Van had 18 points. That's so that's true. nine that's buckets. Good. Let's break this down. That is nine buckets. Who assisted on seven of those bucks Okay.
0: Corey,
1: Corey Bell, I'm going to
2: guess.
0: That would be correct. Who's assisting, I, and,
1: and who's, and who,
2: who's listen, assisting on this ever, pod
0: right now? Who's assisting on this I pod? Don't, I don't ever
2: try to take <laughs> away from your 18. I never try to do.
0: You know how many points I had that You're game? You're just trying to uplift. Don't you? I, don't I think you, he's
1: saying he's carrying. Don't he you caring. dare. <laughs> hey, guys. Enough. I ELE, had enough. I had enough, everybody. Everybody I had enough points.
0: Everybody everybody. had
2: exactly enough points. This is exactly
0: how I thought this podcast was going to go. Oh my gosh.
2: Oh man, that's funny. No. Okay. So we did, we did had this great coach. We sucked. I left. That's kind of how it
0: went. That is it.
2: Um, cause I wanted to play. So I went and played at a, uh, for a, for a school right outside of Atlanta. That, um, was very, very good in basketball. The crowdsourced ones.
0: Okay. So this next question we've kind of already covered, but I'm going to let Both of you answer this, if you want to, you you might've already done this, but John Lamond also asked, what is one lesson that you hope your kids take away from you as they move on through life? Any additional thoughts there.
2: So what is one lesson that you hope your kids take?
0: It's, it's pretty similar to the question about what your parents imparted in you that you want to give to your kids, but anything that you've picked on extra, I mean, you guys kind of answered the whole, you know, love and respect one another. That's a big thing.
2: Yeah, I think the moral compass, right? Like, you know, it was something that uh, Tyler's already hit on. So I don't want to expand, in my opinion, all right, And, I, and I'm not trying to go too, too crazy or, or outwing with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I do, obviously, we, we go to church every Sunday. We, you know, we are, are very devoted. Uh, I would like to uh, instill those things and morals as a foundation to kind of how you go about your life. Um, to me, that's probably the most important thing, um, you know, and is having a good understanding and a good moral kind of foundation. And however you want to build on that, that's you, man. Like, I want to help encourage you to be you. Uh, and I think, you know, to, to kind of something Tyler, you said earlier, right? Like, how can I help you grow and develop into the person that you want to be? I, You know, that's to me, that's, that's how I start, uh, especially right now, because both of us have kids that are so young, right? I mean, so that's that's kind of in, in my opinion where we start what we get them used to uh everybody has a different style and and hey you're on you i've already told i've already said from a parenting perspective i don't want to give advice but that is that's, that's where i personally
0: kind of start
1: no for sure i mean i'll kind of i hate to give the same answer that you're giving hold on
0: Let's use the term that john lamon would use what are you going to do
1: i mean i'll piggyback it he's gonna piggyback
0: (laughs) on Corey's response this is john lamont's favorite term in the world piggyback and i'm gonna call him out right here of all the times this is gonna be it
1: (laughs) no free shout outs
0: (laughs) no i'm shouting him out
1: hard but yeah so
0: um, call outs that was a call out i definitely
1: agree with you and you know we keep going back to the same thing which i think is kind of speaks to us as how we are with parents is like just I want them to be their own person because in this world that we live in, it's you know, especially with you got TikTok trends, you got this. Everything's a trend. Everything is a trend. So I think that, like, if you don't want to like, don't fit into this like bubble that everybody else does, is what I want to like push onto my kids. Is so my son, for instance, our t- uh, his teacher actually sent us a message a couple of weeks ago and was like, I love Jack's outfit. We let Jack dress himself. So, he, hear me out. He loves wearing bow ties, but, but, n- <laughs> but not with a suit. He'll wear like a t-shirt with a bow tie with like athletic pants. My man. Hold on, I'm not done. And a Hawaiian shirt. I took him to Kroger one day. No, straight up. And we just let him do it. Like, yes, does he look ridiculous? Yeah, but it's hilarious. And it's it makes him happy. So that's what we're gonna do. I took him to Kroger. He put on a long sleeve, like just like t shirt like I've got on, and then put on like a, a vest you would wear to like a wedding. And I was like, All right, buddy, let's go. Like that is what I, I think is big on, you know, push it on your kids. Awesome. Be your own person, don't don't care what other people think to a certain extent. To a certain extent, but yes.
0: I like it. Wow. Those were, those were awesome responses. Uh, I'm not going to say anything cause I don't have a child. So, all right. Uh, he has a
1: dog <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> seven pound. We're dog.
0: just, we're just <laughs> destroying that one. All right. So we, we've got a couple of other, um, I guess lighter questions. And then we've got some heavier topics at the, to close out with, but, uh, Josh Snyder, Asks at what age should your kids have a cell phone? We've asked this question on this pod a couple times, but Tyler, what age do you think does Jack already ha- does Jack already have a cell phone? God no. So <laughs> so
1: actually, Corey, I, let's kind of answer this together because I, this is a question. Um, I kind of want to know your stance on it as well because does your six year old son watch if he watches too much TV or too much screen time? does he kind of lose yeah. his mind a little bit? And like, he almost turns into like a, I'm All just right, going to say so, it like, hold on, like ahead. a hellion because ours does. And I love him to death, but we try to monitor his screen time because so for, for me, I'm looking at it going like, shit, it's, it's going to be a while.
0: <laughs> so, so before you guys finish this question, the the next question feeds into this. so I'm going to go ahead and ask it preemptively. Cody Bell, uh, Cody B. He asks, what are your thoughts on kids in screen time today? Digital school, Zoom, YouTube, all of those things. So go ahead and just, we can tie this all together. I mean, with, with phones and screen time, but go ahead. You, I'll you're tell you, touching on so it. So, you
1: know, on Netflix, like if you watch something at home on your TV mm-hmm. and you get on the app on your phone, you can see how much is watched. I've had my wife text me literally, he's watched 13 episodes of this today. And I'm like, yeah. That, oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's Not, thir- that is, hey, that <laughs> it, it was six,
0: but I was exaggerating. Tyler. A six-year-old should not watch I, Breaking Bad that
1: much in one day. No, <laughs> no, dude. It's this show, Henry Danger. By does the way, st- does he start calling you he, Jesse Pinkman? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> he can watch shows for a long period of time, sometimes be okay. But there's this show, guys, and parents out there. Henry Danger. Do not let your child watch it. He turned. He's a different person. Crying, whining. But any other show, he's fine. But it's Henry Danger. Don't let your kids watch it.
2: Good to know. I don't know that one, so that's good. good to know. Don't. Is it like I'm telling you. NC17. Like, I mean, is it, this
1: is this like a? How, it what it might as well or, be. <laughs> it's that bad. It is that bad. But anyway, Corey, answer the question. How is uh, Jonah with uh, t- screen time?
2: So we. I'm I'm pretty strict. Um, so we, uh, you know, military background, right? Oh so yeah. We we. I let him. I let him do an episode while he's eating his breakfast in the morning. Take him to school. Okay. He usually doesn't make it through a full episode of whatever he's watching. He, we let him choose. I'll be very honest, and this is not great, but he, uh, his alarm will go off, and if I'm already up, I'm up doing me, and he's old enough now to do his own thing. So he goes and feeds the dog. He goes and turns on the TV. He knows how to get to Netflix. He's good. So he'll turn on whatever he wants. Um but he knows his little character, so he goes to his character at least, and at least that's you know monitored. But until 30 minutes later, I have no idea what he's watching. I have no idea what's on. You got, you on. got
0: parental, parental controls on there? No.
1: Can we talk about that real I quick? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, no, no. Yeah, oh, no that's, that's where I was going yes. next. Yes, please, God.
0: So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. And uh, usually it's Garfield. Usually it's something along those lines. He gets an episode, half an episode or so of that before we leave for school. We come back. He has gotten really big And this is all Flip's fault So I've talked about my buddy Flip before um, We went to His house down in Orlando I don't even know, a year two years ago And uh, we were going to Legoland and so obviously we were going for Jonah And uh, we stopped and we stayed with him And uh, he had a Nintendo Switch Right And so Jonah found this thing And his, he is all about the Nintendo Switch And games and all. I have never been that person I have said that several times. I am not. I don't do video games. I'll play every now and then. I suck at them. I, that's not me. That is not who I am. Uh, but he loves it. So that's his reward for like screen time. Like when that when that happens. So if he's had a good day at school, he's done. You know his chores when he gets home. We'll give him thirty to forty five minutes. He can play a, a game, and he's happy. Very good about when we say it's time to be done. It's time to be done for a cell phone specific. I have thought about this. I've given deep thought about this. I think it was probably fifth or sixth grade. That was when we kind of started going places with outside, like our family, right. Or like to practice outside, you know, like my mom and dad weren't staying at practice at that point.
0: Like you're going alone to practice or they're dropping you off exactly. and they're gone. Yeah. yeah. 12 years
2: old ish, 12, 13. That's when he'll get a cell phone when I need to be able to get in contact with them. But it's going to be one of those like old person phones. All right. He's going to have like four he's, program numbers and that is He's going to have
0: a mirror right? on the front, the old Nokia with the mirror on the front. No, That's no, what no.
2: Even
1: better. He's going to have a track That he can't
2: break. <laughs> yes. It's going to be me, his mom, and Jimmy Grimes. Those are the only three numbers. Jimmy Grimes. Yeah. Shout out Jimmy, Jimmy. Grimes, baby. we it back. There's I, the only three numbers he's going to have.
0: We haven't brought back Jimmy Grimes in a long time. Oh, it was
1: coming, yep. but y'all just ruined it, so it's cool. Oh,
2: dang. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. All right, let's go into NC-17 ratings. Let's have some fun with so,
1: it. But the parental stuff,
0: you got parental settings? On, on. <clears throat> so
2: I have, because we, we've talked about kind of our streaming services and all that crap, yes. right? So we've got 50 million of those, and I do have it set up on all of them. Like, you have to enter a pen... And let's be real, you and I figured out your parents' pen when we were in what eighth grade. And I uh, no watched comment. Whatever we wanted to watch, no yeah, comment okay. on that. Plead the, plead the fifth over there. I'll admit to it right now, Mama Santos. We figured out your pen in eighth grade.
0: She'll so she'll listen to this in about eight weeks. So we have about we, uh, about eight weeks to figure this out. And uh,
2: <laughs> Mama Santos, I love you to death. We figured it out, and we watched whatever we wanted to watch Chaudia. after about eighth grade. Shout out, Gia. Uh, So, I mean, we've got that pin for now. We'll see how long it lasts.
1: So, yeah. So, I actually have a quick, funny story. So, we didn't necessarily have to really, like... I mean, we knew what Jack was watching, you know, at all times. Well, dude, has Jonah got into the whole YouTube kids world, YouTube world watching, like... YouTube TV? Dude, it is the devil, and let me explain why. (laughs) So... With technology, you know how people can mod games. So, like, you can put, for instance, you know, some people will be like, "Oh, I'm playing the Lego game, but I'm gonna put like real Avengers in it." Or that's a bad, yeah. Exa- but anyway, I mean, no, I, I mean, I mean technology's so advanced sure is. now, yes. you can put, you know, Avengers in a damn FIFA right. game, right? So Jack's watching uh, YouTube on the TV one day, and he loves. He calls them, He goes, "Kid videos." And I looked at the screen, and I was like, oh, I didn't know there was a new Avengers game out. And, I looked, and my wife's sitting there on the couch with the dogs, you know, just hanging out. And then I'm watching it, and I'm going, hey, babe, Jack's watching Grand Theft Auto, and somebody has modded. <laughs> I said, somebody has modded the Avengers into it. Iron Man just shot an old lady in the face. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I grab it, and I'm like, wait, hey, he can't watch this. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. So from here on out, like, kid videos, as he calls them, YouTube, that's pretty much out the window. But, yeah, I, I'm sitting there watching, like, in my head, because I do like video games. I'm like, oh, I need to get this new Avengers game. And I'm like, nope. Gr- uh winter soldiers buying a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is, this is really, really
0: interesting. Cause this ties into the things that Corey and I have been talking about on here with the whole social dilemma QAnon stuff. It is really interesting how, and, and I think they made that point in some of those documentaries about how, You know, Saturday morning cartoons used to be heavily regulated. There's Corey's buzzword, regulation. And, you know, you had the uh, – I'm going to miss the abbreviations, but the freaking – is it FCC? What is that?
2: So the FCC won't let me be.
0: Yeah. Trashing it on MTV. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you got these, you know, regulatory agencies that are saying you can't show certain things on TV. And to your point now, you can put parental controls, but – it's yeah. it's user it's user pumps content who knows
1: yeah but on a separate note and we will not get into it but even with me saying that i'm still no matter what side of the fence i'm on i am not for cancel culture but yes to your point you are correct with that but anyway he wanted to get that in i had real to get bad. that out because cancel culture I, really pisses me off but anyway well and i'm left-leaning i'll just say oh, le- hey, hold you on i'm just gonna say it now i'm left-leaning you can't but open that door man. i'm going to but cancel culture can kiss my ass because i'm sick tyler it. Tyler,
0: tyler like opens the door he peeps in and he's like hey by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck up. okay i'll be <laughs> back back sorry never mind bye i'm gonna close the door you
2: just wanted to throw a grenade in here sorry and guys walk away but That's
0: tyler pulled, pulled the pin do. he dropped it and he's like deuces bye yeah so anyway parenting <laughs> no 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 that's not no, how we, I
1: work. Okay, well, let's go.
2: So that's not how that's going to happen. So I, 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 when, you, when you talk about the bigger picture of cancel culture and the understanding from the onslaught of the actual, what's reported from the, the news media, I get you. I understand what you're saying. Cancel culture, bad, right? But what really is cancel culture? Can you, what is cancel culture? What, in your opinion, okay, what is cancel so
1: culture? Okay, I, so I know where you're going with this because I've had many conversations with people.
2: Well, you never had a conversation with me about. It. I know, and here you, we go.
1: And you know your stuff. So here's the deal: I don't even. I won't say cancel culture, but like certain things, like canceling a cartoon. I'm sorry. So you're
2: already bending on what you want to
0: my, generalize. My my understanding of cancel culture for me is which Corey, which by, by
1: by the podcast, yeah, I right. think me and you kind of lean. I, I don't. I consider myself moderate left leaning, and I think me and you. He talking is. a few times, kind of. Yeah. I think I think we're kind of both somewhat nope. in that realm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but listen,
2: I, this is not to be hostile at all. No, but no, I think no. It's, a, it's a worthy conversation.
1: So when it comes to racial stuff, I'm I'm for that. I understand that 100. percent If you want to even call that cancel, but like when it comes to like comedians and stuff that they talk about or jokes or like them canceling a skunk get the hell out of here i'm sorry like stop that's how i feel about it now go ahead with your well to, much more i'm hold jumping on. in i'm jumping M- in much more educated response I'm, I'm
0: jumping in my my the cancel culture that i don't like is when someone doesn't apply that sliding scale and the response does not equal The action that happened at first, in all seriousness, I know you're loving this, but like, is when something happens that may, I mean, people, we are humans, we make mistakes. We, we suck at times, but if you don't give someone an opportunity to make up for their mistakes, then they'll never grow. There will never be any, any, any positive change. If we can't have a conversation that says, Hey, you're doing something wrong. And this is what you should do to fix it, then that person will never be any better. And we will just still be yelling at two sides of the fence at the other person, saying, You suck, and they saying you suck, no, you suck, no, you suck. And it's like, hey, let's let's freaking meet in the middle and let's help somebody out that maybe doesn't understand. Now, if they're evil, if they're bad, if they have some ideals that are absolutely terrible and we need to apply, we need the gavel needs to come down and we just need to like knock them out. Sure. But like we can't it's just tough to cancel someone who maybe is just ignorant, maybe just naive, maybe they don't understand. And so there just needs to be a little bit more understanding there.
1: Agreed 100%. Um,
0: my, boy, my boy Justin Bieber, we talked about me being a believer, but his new little EP, Freedom, came out, and he d- he goes on a little thing and he talks about it, and I actually couldn't agree more.
2: I get it. I understand that, right? I mean, I understand that that's, that's part of the issue with the divisiveness that we have in the country, right? But what I'd like to hit on and what, I, what I'd like to really kind of go into this and I think it's, it's an often ignored and not, I don't know. I don't think a lot of attention is paid to this subject, right? To your point, I'll, I'll relate this back to probably what a lot of people that listen to us and would more so understand. Let's talk Nick Saban. So it was probably five years ago. We had a player, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who got into a lot of trouble. Oh, this, uh, is, great. Comes, yeah, this is great. Yeah,
0: you know what I'm talking about. You know I, exactly what I know about exactly what you're talking about. about. So he got into a lot of trouble
2: and you know Nick has a very good kind of history of you off the team.
0: Was this Cam Robinson? It may have been Cam. It was around that time. It may have been Cam.
2: It was it was it was roughly then. Um, and he got in a lot of trouble off the field, right? And so Nick Saban generally will either you you're gonna get punished, but it's gonna be handled internally. He does not like releasing what those punishments are to the media.
0: Right Now, now most people people think that that is a sign of weakness, and it's like, oh, we're just going to cover up our own stuff internally. That is a... That's not necessarily true. Continue.
2: So, he got asked a question at Media Day, and he went on this huge rant. If you have not seen it, please watch it. It is very, very quality. I'm going to sum it up. It's not going to do it justice, and I apologize to Mr. Saban. Put some respect on that name. I got you, brother. But, you know, here's what he's saying. He's like, listen... If I want to take a kid, kick him off the team for doing something wrong when he's 18 years old, all he's going to do is end up on the streets and not develop anything. If I take the same kid who got in trouble when he's 18 years old, suspend him for two games, keep him around, make him do extra sprints, make him do all his extra stuff internally, and I handle the situation, and, yeah, I'm doing the hand motions like Mr. Saban would do, uh, we're going to keep them in the program. We're going to allow them to advance and allow them to to become adults and move past a bad situation, which then, in fact – Will allow them to have a better situation for their kids who will, you know, if they're grown in the right situation, his example was go to Princeton. Because his the exact situation that he was talking about was he had a player at Michigan State way back in the day when he was the head coach of Michigan State who everyone wanted to kick off the team. They were like, he's done, he's garbage. And they he didn't. He kept him on the team. His kids ended up going to Princeton, starting a hedge fund and are bull-tie millionaires because they were able to get into a better situation okay so that is that is my generalization where i would like to start with this conversation now let's talk about the economics of cancel culture so if you want to talk about the, the cancel culture from the from the peer view that you have started okay and which you've already changed but i'm going to ignore that for the time being you already started with a heavily generalization and like well let me get more specific all right that's issue number one but i'm going to ignore it let's talk with number two Let's talk with number two. What? Let's talk with number two. If you, what do you want to say? Say go. What you got?
1: So here's my thing with it. Is my point is though that's the only part of the cancel culture that I am against is that what you're calling the generalization. Keep going. I kind of think I know where you're going to go with this, but it's the little things like. I'm sorry. Let's not cancel cartoons. I am sorry. Unless they are holding up a Confederate flag. Why are we canceling cartoons? Like, I'm sorry. It, that stuff's ridiculous to me. But anyway, keep talking.
2: I get you. I hear you. But what I would also do is, you know, let, let, let's go back and look at things. Because 20 years ago, the Confederate flag wasn't viewed as a, a, as a symbol that, that was hate. You know, and it was to some people. Like, don't get me wrong; it definitely was to some people, but it wasn't to a degree to where it is now, right? To a degree where it was taken away. When we want to talk the economics of a thing, when we live in a capitalistic society, who wants to talk about capitalism and preach that? Preach the economics of supply and demand. If I don't, if if you don't have a demand, then what's the issue, right? Let, let's just talk about it from an economic perspective. We can we can relate it back to a social perspective, which. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. I you, I, I get you. Okay. I, I listen, that, I, I don't I'm talking agree with social the here. Like Cleveland I said, Indians taken away. You know, like people wearing a wa- cheap yeah. Wahoo jersey. So, I don't agree with that.
1: So if, just to clear it up, so you're not coming at me right now.
2: Yeah, but it's more fun if I act like I am.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: More fun if I. I act like I am. I got you. No, my 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 issue—it it definitely isn't with what you said. Yeah, it is. It is with the generalization, especially that stand-up
1: comedians. That is my biggest issue. That. But anyway, keep going.
2: Well, talk, all right, let's get specific then. What what stand-up comedians and and what okay. exact uh, kind so of? So I'm
1: gonna. Oh God. Okay. You
2: don't have to say the joke. I'm just I'm just no, telling you like generally. So general, I'm going right,
1: to right, say a. I'm, I'm, this is a quote. I'm going to quote it from Joe Rogan in one of his stand-ups because I love him to death. Oh, God, this is going to... Well, we're opening up a can of worms, so here we go. So he has a joke that says, you know, talking about when somebody transitions, uh, you know, t- from a man into a woman, that they should not... You might want to cut this out, man. But if not, it's cool. <laughs> um, That they should not be able to fight other women because of the bone density. You know, it's science. There's science behind this. And anyway, what my point is, is he says, hey, look, I'm all for the feminist movement. But at the same time, he's got two daughters and a wife. He said, if they wanted to fight me, I could beat the shit out of all of them with one arm tied behind my back with the flu. He's joke. He he and he literally follows that joke up. If you see a special with, obviously, I love my. I would never do that, but I'm just saying, like, to prove his point, that type of stuff. When people want to come at that, I, I'm sorry, it's ridiculous because he does not. He he would never. He is one of the best dads out there. Like he's never. Go, he would never do that. But that type of stuff drives me up the wall. Like it's a joke.
2: I. Listen, I, I get it. I hear you. So are, but, you, are we on the co- same
1: page when it comes to that?
2: What, well, no. I, I'd like to play you know, devil's oh, advocate and have God, the full okay. d- d- discourse of it. So what has happened to Joe Rogan from that joke? Nothing. I mean, so then how can you tell me that that's an issue for Joe Rogan if nothing has happened to him because of that joke? I
1: will on air 100%. Uh, you're right. I agree with you. <laughs> You got it. So me. <laughs> I'm not saying there's
2: not, I'm not saying there's not examples. But I'm just right? saying, I think, I, I, no, I, I, I just I saying, agree with you. There but are people,
1: examples. But people were upraged from that. And I guess the That's uprage right. that people had for that frustrates me. But at the same time, I know it doesn't affect so, me personally. But it's,
0: it, it's devil's, just, devil's advocate too. I'll just, okay. Well, well, double devil, double devil down, double devil, double devil. You get a cookie, I get a cookie. Yeah, triple D, I, I get you get triple d bro. You get cookie, I get cookie. You get cookie, I get cookie. You get, get that, are you getting that right now? No. <laughs> New girl, baby. There we go. All right, so you just made a point of, well, that didn't really hurt Joe Rogan, but there are people that are normal that are not Joe Rogan's status, where if they get canceled, their entire livelihood is over. It's just done. Like, people that are not established, they don't have a fan base that are going to back them no matter what. Some mid-level tier tier people that... Like us. If something... If we say something stupid right now and we put it out there and all of a sudden we get the eye of Twitter.
1: I mean, let's be honest. We're sitting here in this podcast and I'm literally thinking in my head, like, don't say the F word too many times. (laughs) Like, no, no, I know that's like minimal, but, but but, but at the same time, like it's, But I think about this every day. Yeah. I mean, even
0: at work, what did I tell you all the time? It was like, it was like, be careful what you say, like, be careful what you do. And I will say, you know, that
1: is one of the biggest thing that Van Santos taught me was that's fine if you don't care what. People think about you, but be careful. But yeah, I be mean, careful. You be can, smart.
0: You cannot care, but also, if that bites you one day, then you're going to have to deal with the
1: consequences.
0: 100%. That doesn't mean that I'm hiding some, you know, hatred on the inside of me. I think, no. I hope by this point, 22 episodes in, people understand, like, where our, our hearts are at. You know what I'm saying? They, they should, I hope. We're not faking all this, although we could. QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Regardless, we're what probably going to
1: cut out the whole that one part, but anyway. yeah,
0: we might, we might. All right. You know what? How about this? Let's bring us back down to earth. Our topic today is parenthood, which we've gotten way outside of. We have, we have one last, I, I,
1: Thanks, I, Tyler.
0: I did think that this was, I thought this was a really good question because it comes down to raising your kids. But Cody, Cody, uh, Cody B asked a last question on marriage and raising kids. And he asked, what is the, what do you think the value is of a healthy marriage for children? <laughs> What is the importance of the nucleus family, you know, the husband and the wife in them parenting together as opposed to trying to parent, you know, opposite. And I think we've got we got an interesting dynamic here because obviously you are a a step parent, regardless of how you look at your son that way. So what do you think that's like? Obviously, you've seen your wife and his dad, and then you've seen yourself and your wife. Oh, i obviously Corey. seen his dad. No, I, yeah, I, know, I know, I know, but you yeah. understand the dynamic. Just talk through I've got that you. a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah. so
1: um, kind of like when I thought of this um, podcast, you know, th- the topic, I wanted to say, like talk to Corey about like the difference of like step being a step parent and then like an actual parent because I'm noticing there are like big differences because when I came into Jack's life, I'm sitting here going, I mean... I mean I'll be honest with you for the first year I was around I especially when it comes to discipline I had to be very careful with how I disciplined him because I had to learn how she wanted him to be disciplined does, does that make sense and I tiptoed and I can remember like he would do things and in my head I wanted to be like I was raised very like my dad like raised his voice at me I was spanked my wife we don't spank jack but i'm just saying the way i would do it would probably be that a little bit more forceful but not not beating the kid let's not you know get that out of hand or anything but um it was just it was very hard because i didn't know if i had the green light to be like hey are you going to let me like tell him what to do you know because i didn't want to disrespect her because she let me in her life to raise her child and me be the dad.
0: So, so Corey mentioned it. This was this was our next topic, and so this is a perfect segue. Uh, we left Tyler in the dark on kind of our outline a little bit. So this yeah, because I didn't want him to know all the questions. But our next topic was discipline. So, um, our question was kind of you know how do you discipline your kids? Uh, how did your parents discipline you? So, you guys are already kind of touching on that topic. But you know, Corey, if you want to take it away from there.
2: No, I guess so. Here, here would be my kind of follow up to what you just said, and and what I'd be kind of curious on is you know, especially coming in after they're already, you know, four, right. Jack was four when you came into the picture. Yeah. At, at what point is it, is it an awkward conversation? Like, do you, do you have that talk, you know, with, with, with Carrie? Like, do you be like, Hey, I, am I good? Like, can I, can I just like, how do I, how do I, how do you handle
1: that? So there was, I can actually, I'll give you a, a the situation. There was two scenarios. So the first one was Jack had obviously like J- Jack and it was just them two before me basically so i come along and so jack was very used to sleeping in the bed with carrie every single night and obviously i come along and you know we're a newly married couple and i mean it I, he needs to sleep in his it's own got bed.
2: issues okay we'll leave it at that yeah we'll it's leave got it at that issues
1: um and so the way it would work is she would always read to him and then he would, like, go to sleep. But, I mean, sometimes, like, I would be downstairs in the bed. I mean, I would be there for, like, three, f- I mean, four hours sometimes. Because it, he just, he's not a good sleeper, which, no shame there, I'm not either. But, um so, I said, are you okay? I said, I can make him, I know how to, like, make him start sleeping in his bed. And she, re- she... She was okay with it, but I, I said, Are you okay with me? I said, What I'm going to do is I'm going to go up there. And when he whines for mommy and everything, I said, I'm going to sit in front of the door so he can't come out. But I was holding him and loving, you know, I was talking to him sweet, you know, everything. And he cried and threw a fit and was, you know, he hit me and everything. But I'll tell you what, it worked. And she let me do that. And I praise her for that because I know that was rough for her. And I, I because especially yeah. with, you, you know, Uh, But at the same,
2: a mom mom and her kids like that's. Oh, and if we were we're dads, right? Let me tell you, my wife feel like we have a good bond. Yeah, nothing close.
1: So, like, I married a a woman that is, I I would like to say, is kind of like one of the guys. Like she, like, yeah, (laughs) she's kind of a badass. (laughs) So therefore, like, I know that was rough for her, but it worked. Um. And then there was an instance where he did something and he and in my eyes, I was like, I just want to yell. But I looked at her and I was like, Hey, I'm you need to take care of this one. And she goes, Well, you can tell him. And that was kind of it was just it was I mean it took about a year. But yeah, it just took some time and now we kind of meet in the middle because she was raised differently than me. And you know, on the marriage aspect of your uh your brother, right? Or your brother's yeah, question. Cody. Yeah, of uh, Cody's question. Um, I think when it comes to raising kids you know, sometimes you weren't brought up in the same background as far as how you were raised. So you, me and Carrie have definitely learned to like meet in the middle with that. You know, I was a little bit, me and my dad could yell at each other and cuss each other out and we're good five minutes later to where her family is very calm compared to mine and like, not like that. So we kind of met in the middle and now we're good, but yeah. So,
2: so is that the same, you know, from, from Jack's perspective to how you feel like, you know, obviously your, your daughter's year old so you know it's not like any discipline is coming to effect then yet but do you think that that's going to be the similar relationship and how you approach a disciplinary action with with both of them or um, do you think it's going to be like hey no this is my biological kid if i want to whoop her ass i'm gonna whoop her ass
1: that's a great question um no um i think that's about i think with marriage i think compromise comes i think that's a huge thing and i've learned that like just because you love a certain way doesn't necessarily mean your life your your wife is going to love you you got to meet in the middle and you got to find that middle ground and you know, no, but I will say I do feel more comfortable with disciplining her off the bat than I would coming in with Jack just because he was already four, not because there's a difference because I don't view them differently.
0: So you're also, I'm the oddball here, you know, I'm third wheel in this, but uh, you're also now going to be teaching him about parenting because he's going to be old enough to remember things now. Oh so yeah. how you parent her, he's definitely going to see and remember. So That's it, a it's a great point. No, but very, I'm
1: saying I'm, gonna, I'm going to raise her just how I'm doing. With, I'm, with. I'm
0: just building on what you're saying. I, yeah. I love it because you also know that now you're under the microscope for him. Like your parenting style for him, for her is going to dictate how he views parenting in general. Now, yeah. you know, now they remember things.
1: And I definitely think you know last part of that question, and then I'll stop. Um, no we don't want you to stop <laughs> just keep going <laughs> um, when it comes to the you know husband and wife relationship it needs to be strong because that is where the foundation starts if that is broken or if there's issues there they're going to pick up on that and you you that's why I talk about meeting in the middle because it's so important in relationships and that is something that I mean I've struggled with in past relationships now I'm kind of understanding it but there just has to be this, like you know, you got to tie the knot somewhere, and you got to meet in the middle for that knot to be tied. So, I some mean, co- cohesiveness, yes, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I anyway.
0: like that, Corey. Any additional like thoughts on that?
2: I mean, no, man. I think that's that's solid. Like, I...
0: yeah, because we're you know we live in an interesting age where you know I had a pretty traditional mother father background. Corey, you did too. Are your parents you still, still together, well? Corey?
1: Yeah. Are your parents still together? Cool. Mine, yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah. all, of our, all par- of our parents that are is still shocking. I know. In I know. This and th- and in, that, like... and in
0: this time and age, that is that is different. Now, I will say, even within that, there are different relationship structures. Right? There are some, you know, mother-led households. Some father-led. I mean, for me, it was a male-dominated household. It was my dad and three boys, my mom she is a saint. She is a, an absolute saint for putting up with us. And so, you know, even for me, I had to wrestle with, you know, learning relationship. We talked about on the relationship pod a little bit, like I was used to this one way of doing things and I, you know, I, you have to grow over time and, and kind of adapt and stuff, but those are all super great points.
2: No, I, like, the only thing I get, all right. I said I wasn't going to add to it. I guess I will add to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this stuff, man. So you got to,
2: yeah, I don't. So, I view things a little differently. I think I like. I, d- I definitely take a political spin on it. I'm um, with you. The the way that I view things, especially with society and, and and how it is, is a lot of those things can be corrected by having a good household. And I think a lot of that does start, you know, from the the parenting structure and how you actually have that, you know, prevalent. Um, I don't know. Like, you can't necessarily say one way or the other, how to dictate that. Like, like I said, same way with kids as it is with parents, like you're your own parent, you know, you do you, you know, if, if I don't agree with you, I don't agree with you, but that doesn't mean that that's not what's best for your kid. I would hope that you would have the best intention for your kid. I definitely understand that that is not where everyone else is. I I, I do get that. Uh, But to, you know, we want to circle this all the way back to the very beginning of uh, ELE, you know, everybody love everybody and let them do you. I, uh, you know, one of the, one of the three pillars, I, I guess I'll tie this in. Sorry. Uh, one of the three pillars that I plan on running on when it becomes to political office is on educational reform. And a lot of the educational reform that I want to run on is because of family structure. And I don't believe that we can necessarily change family structure. I don't, I don't think that we can. I, that's nothing that I can't, I can't put a regulation into effect for how you're a father. And that's not for me to do. That is for your household. That is for you to decide. That That is where that is overreach, right? That is overreach. But what I can not affect and what I can control is how the educational system treats your kid when I have them for six, seven hours of the day, right? I can not feed them for two meals a day. I can teach them X, Y, and Z what I think is instrumental to their life. If that's taking a place of some of the things that, you know, especially for the three of us where... A, a father is probably going to teach those things, then so be it. Uh, because there are definitely those neighborhoods, there are definitely those people that don't have that father figure. I mean, when you, when you really break it down, 90% of the issues when it comes down to it is where a father has kind of left, right? I mean, that's, that's where the, the dad is abandoned. The mom doesn't generally abandon. The mom is usually there. The mom is the one that's working three jobs. The mom is the one that's doing everything that it takes. You know, we, we, we hit on this very briefly, and I don't necessarily want to go down this rabbit hole, but there's a much deeper bond between a mother and her child than a father and her child. And I have a very deep bond with my son. I'm sure you do with, with your kids as well, but I didn't carry them for nine months. You know, 100%. I didn't make them, they didn't come out of me, you know, like I cut the cord and that meant a lot to me. And I wouldn't mind ending on, on that conversation. Cause I have a little bit to say on it, but it, it's it's different. You know, like it's just, it's just different. Mom's there, dad's not, and I think we can affect that in one way and and I can't necessarily dictate how you handle that in your household. That's that's kind of my overarching thought.
0: Well, and just households in general look different these days. It it could be different, they it do. could be one parent, it could be two parents, it could be one man, one woman, it could be one man, one man, it could be one man, one woman, one woman. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be it just looks different and I think at the end of the day, if, I mean, I'll give you major props, because Tyler said it first, he was just like, you know, what was it? Would you say love and respect? What were the, the pillars at the beginning? Or you, what did you say at the beginning? Something like that? Doesn't matter. But whatever <laughs> he said at the beginning.
2: <laughs> as Two like, hours ago. As long, long
0: ago. I know. It was so long ago that I forgot. But it, as long as the people that are seen as the, you know, you're not Jack's dad, but you are. So as long as the person in the child's life that they view as the parent figure that they have that relationship with, as long as that person or those people are instilling, it could be a grandmother, you know what I'm saying? It could be grandparents as well. Um, as long as those people are instilling those morals, those ideals, you know, we're going to be better off down the line, I think for sure. So any, any closing thoughts as we, we wrap up this?
2: We're good. Sorry, it it cut out for me for a second. No, you're good. Over. Just
0: any any closing thoughts? I think this is. I think we've talked good a good bit, but I do think we should close in some way.
1: You to close it out?
0: I mean, That's what I
1: appreciate I do. you guys having me on. Just oh, go okay. Ahead and throw oh, yeah, that out yeah there. go ahead. No, no, say that again with some more fervor. I definitely want to appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, it's been fun. I hope to do it again. You
0: know, well, let's give a little background though. The, Ty, one of Tyler's major. Passions is podcasting. He loves. He he just loves listening to podcasts. He's been just hitting me up every podcast about what he thinks about the the episodes and everything. And so he's been trying to get on for quite a while, and uh, just excited to have him. I think this is your first, first social interaction for like a year. So
1: it, it definitely is. And I just want to kind of like end this on letting uh, the audience know one more thing: I am not a doctor. <laughs>
0: He is not a doctor.
2: It's official. It's official. Now that it's on Talking BS, it oh is official. Oh my
0: gosh, he's not a oh, doctor. Oh man, that's awesome. I'm so glad oh, you could man, play that's into fantastic. that. That's awesome.
2: That's 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 golden. So I think we uh, obviously started with uh, with a lot of a lot of good hearted fun. You know, we 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 got to to meet Mr. King, introduce him to you guys. Obviously, somebody Van known for six years. I think I've known Tyler for probably about four or five. Uh, hit or miss. ML Rose, shout out uh you know that, van's you know, birthday we, we, we've had vans per uh, hour several oh that was it we've had, we've had a few nights we've had a few nights of, of debauchery and fun um but you know over the past year and a half uh you know he's, he's got to come into parenthood i have been experiencing that for a little while but it's something that i hope resonates with you guys or at least gives you a glimpse into your future um, you know, we've talked about the bond between moms and, and fathers and their kids. And I, I'll just, I'll, I'll close it out with, I didn't carry my son, right? Obviously no man does, but I was fortunate enough to be there for his birth. I was fortunate enough to cut that cord and sever that life and bring him from his mother into the real world. And that really was a heavy moment for, for me as I'm sure it would be for any dad that gets to experience that. And it's one of those things that I'll never forget. It's one of those things that I think really resounds when you take a bigger picture at your life and what you were able to accomplish. You know, we've talked about some of the things that we want to instill upon our children and some of the things that our parents have instilled upon us, but there's nothing that will ever, ever contribute to the fact that I was at least part of bringing that child into this life and I'm a part of making him or her into the person that they are today. So hopefully you make that person into the person that you want them to be and the person, more importantly, that they wanna be. So with that, we're out.
0: As a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talkin_b_s, underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin BS.